Welcome to the Monday Night Podcast. This podcast is devoted to discussing biblical topics, current issues and events, and how they affect our life and our walk with God. I'm Pastor Kenneth Davis, and thank you for joining me for this next episode. Welcome to another edition of the Monday Night Podcast. Today is Monday, December the 20th. 2021. It's the week of Christmas, just a few days away uh, that that special day arrives that so many people look forward to, so many people rushing around trying to accomplish many tasks, pick up last minute gifts, maybe start doing your Christmas shopping and you're dealing with traffic and dealing with crowds, uh, standing in line. I don't know what the crowds are like this year as far as um, at the mall, uh, I know in times past, you know, it's been very hectic, very packed. And uh, even though now it's more like delivery trucks are everywhere uh, from all the online shopping that many people do. But regardless of what you're trying to accomplish, uh, if you don't get it all accomplished this week, uh, the days will just keep coming and time's going to continue to move on. So, Uh, Don't be stressed. Don't be weary in trying to do well. You're going to uh, have one more day to be able to accomplish that thing that uh, you've got on your list. And uh, with the holidays, there comes a lot of stress. And maybe not just because of the actual day of of Christmas or the day that we are observing, but because we tend to put pressure upon ourselves to accomplish certain goals and sometimes you know that goal is not easily achievable and it makes life become hard to bear it makes things in life become uh, heavy burdens upon us and we have questions in life we have worries we have cares we have drama uh, things that come up I was just thinking last night even today of many different situations that I am aware of because of the position I am in of what people are dealing with in their life. And, you know, on the surface talking to them, you wouldn't think that anything was going on. Um, but deep down there are things that they deal with and all of these things that are just life's things that, uh, we encounter, you know, it can all become a weight that just pushes down, that just buries you underneath a load of uh, of, of worry and uh, it makes you feel trapped, can make you feel bound, make you feel like your hands are tied, make you feel like you're just suffocating. And that's not the way God wants us to live life, and that's not the way that God intended us to live life. Um, if you look at the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 1, Of course, he's giving us and going to give us that roll call of witnesses and heroes of the faith. But Paul writes that wherefore seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author 
and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. We are at times so burdened and loaded down with the weight of life. And he says every weight and the sin. I would almost put it this way, every weight and every sin, every worry, every care, every struggle, everything that causes anxiety. But along with that, every sin that comes in conflict with you and a relationship with God, every uh, sin that is a barrier to being completely open to God. Those things, he said, need to be laid aside. He said those things that easily beset, or he's saying that the thing that sin does, it it, it troubles or it persistently threatens to pull down. It's so easily, it's always there. He said, whenever you encounter those things, that we should run this race with patience. Don't uh, so easily give up and throw up your hands. Don't so easily, uh, you know, I mentioned you know, this time of year, everybody's running around, rushing, trying to get places. And it's so easy to get upset while you're behind the wheel of a car um, lose your patience at the red light, lose your patience um, in the parking lot, lose your patience at the gas station or at the drive through And uh, he said those little things can, you know, explode into events in life that you would have never seen coming, but something just gets to you and something just sets people off. And it's because of the weight of life and the sin of life that is just binding and the things that are just causing uh, chaos is in an internal conflict inside of you. He said, run that race, run it with patience, run it knowing that God is going to help you. He said, look to Jesus, look at his example, who is the author. He is the one that began this and he is the one who's going to finish this because what he endured, even though it was pain, even though it was shame, even though it was a crucifixion, he said he did it with the joy, knowing that he was going to accomplish that ultimate work of redemption for us as sinners. But every sin, that sin that does so easily, it persistently threatens to pull you down. It persistently causes trouble in life. Lay aside all of those things. One of the, the amplified version, I believe, no, this is the message uh, paraphrase version. It says that there are those that, you know, were pioneers and blazed the trail for us that in the faith, they, they're cheering you on. And it says that, uh, you know, that you should, when he says you should lay aside the weight, this version just says you should strip down and start running and never quit. You should lay aside all the things. And this one line is what really stands out is that there should be no extra spiritual fat. There should be no weight, no thing that you should be carrying that you really don't need, uh, you know, to have on you, uh, a ship that's trying to go faster. It will start tossing 
the weight that it does not need to be carrying overboard uh, so it can move faster, so it can run lighter, so it can be swifter in the water. No extra weight necessary, no weight needed uh, that's going to slow it down. Or it also uses this term, extra after no extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Um, that is something that uh, a parasitic sin is something that um, you are habitually relying on, a sin that is just a habit that is constantly there, that is feeding on you and you're feeding off of it, just like a parasite does, which is an organism that lives by feeding off another organism. If there are sins that are, are habitual, that you are living your life feeding off this other sin and this sin is feeding off you. Um, you need to lay those things aside, lay that weight aside because you're never going to be completely uh, satisfied. You're never going to be whole. You're never going to be free because you're allowing yourself to live a life that is just constantly, constantly, um, relying on something that is never going to be fulfilling but we are to keep our eyes on jesus look unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith keep your eyes on him as the example that he finished that race and whenever he finished that race when he said uh you know it is finished and he died on that cross we look at how he endured because he never lost sight of where he was headed yes in the garden you know he prayed that 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 this cup of suffering would be removed in his flesh and in his humanity. He asked that he would not have to endure that. And the Bible says that he could have come down off that cross at any moment, but he endured it because he knew what the finish was going to be. And when we look at the example that he gave us, that no matter what it is that we're dealing with, there are many times trying to be a Christian according to, to the word of God and being obedient to God's word that many times it seems like the easy way would be, God, would you just take this all away from me and I'm just going to give up now and I don't want to go through this anymore. But when you look at what the end result is going to be, that finish line, and never lose sight of where you're headed. If you, if you focus on where you're going and where we're headed, that everything is going to be worth it all. Um, the Lord put up with anything and everything on his way to the, to Calvary. You know, he, he, he endured the cross. He endured the shame. He endured whatever it was that he faced. Many times we want to give up because the weight of living for God seems to be such a heavy burden because the uh, pressures of life and uh, the enemy wants to, uh, you know, discourage and distract people by saying you know your life is your past is you know so bad and uh it's so shameful and and god won't even accept you who you, you know the way that you are because you're such a bad person but uh that's not the way god looks at people and that's not the way god looks at your life he looks at your life as a life that can be changed a life that can be uh clean a life that can be uh, a witness to who he is and what he can do. There is no shame in coming to God. 
there is only shame in living the life that the enemy wants you to be trapped in. And whenever, you know, we find ourselves maybe uh, failing in our faith or, 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 or slowing down, letting up on what we believe, you know, we need to go back and look at what he did on the cross for us. We need to go back and read again what those heroes of faith did, uh, and they made it through, and they were victorious in their life. And uh, knowing what uh, Abraham and Isaac did and what Sarah did and what Gideon did and, you know, all these that's listed, um, Noah and Moses, all these that are listed as heroes in the Word of God, uh, that ought to give us strength and give us encouragement knowing that we too can press on no matter what. One, because those heroes of faith, they they lived and they died and they uh, received the promise, uh, but, but they never had the spirit to live inside of them like we have now. They never had um, the, the promise of, uh, of the Holy Ghost to keep them going and to keep them moving and to keep them in victory. And whenever we think about those things, um, the things that they went through and the things that the Lord went through and how he just kept on focusing on the end result, that ought to give us a boost in our faith and a boost in our life and a, you know, just to want to do more and want to uh, set our sail with the wind of God and allow him to push us on uh, to the next victory. And it, it does take a lot of faith. It does take relying on God's word. It does take being steadfast and immovable, as the Bible says. But the encouragement we get from the word of God just keeps on pushing us and leading us on. David said that we are to we should commit our way into the Lord, that we should trust in him. And he will bring it to pass in Psalms 37 and 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. What way every day, everything you're going to do, um, every decision you're going to make, every um, step that you take in life, before you do it, you should ask God about it. You should trust in him that uh, he's going to help you to get through it. And he will bring to pass the will that he has for your life. We just have to be obedient. Paul even told the church at Corinth, he said, we, were, we should walk by faith. We are to walk by faith and not by sight. That God, even though I can't see what you're doing and what you're, where you're leading me in my life, I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to walk by the faith that I have in you. Because if I am only walking by what I am seeing, I am in no way walking by faith. If I am only trusting in what I can see, I am in no way walking by faith. And these heroes of the faith, they blazed a trail. They set an example. They, they showed us how it was uh, to be whenever it seemed like there was an impossible task that was set before them. And, you know, Gideon facing the Midianites and boiled down to just 300 men who were really going to be the men that should be the army of God. That took faith to lead that army against those Midianites. You know, Noah, he built that ark when it had never rained, it had never flooded. He built that ark when everybody was against him and mocked him and made fun of him. And only his family went into that ark. Only his family, after 
telling and preaching that there was going to be a flood for all those years, for as long as it took to build that ark. And in the end, it was only his family that safely entered into that ark and was saved. And Moses, leading the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, it was by the hand of God and by the faith that he had in God and being obedient to God's word, even uh, you know, going before Pharaoh and, and stepping out by faith and, and leading the children of Israel. Um, you know, Daniel in the lion's den, he could have buckled down under the king. He could have, uh, you know, submitted himself to the king, but no, by faith he stood on the word and the promises of God and the faith that he had in what prayer could do and what prayer will do. And what am I saying? During this week and ending of 2021, uh, you may have be struggling or been struggling with a lot of issues and a lot of things that's come along recently or something that you've been dealing with for a while. But let me tell you this, if you pray and trust in God, if you lean upon his word, if you take those promises that he has given you in his word daily, he will be with you and help you get through day after day after day. You may say, well, what are those promises? I don't know what the promises of God are. The promises of God are right there in the word of God. You just have to read and find them, seek them out. God will reveal them to you. And he wants to bless you with so many blessings. No, they may not be monetary, but I guarantee they will be spiritual. There may be some financial gain. There may be some monetary um, blessings. There may, they may, may be some uh, material blessings that come along. But I guarantee that the spiritual blessings, God will heap those on you because you trusted in him. Um, I don't trust in chariots and I don't trust in horses, but I trust in the word of God. You know, chariots break down. Horses break legs. They pull up lame. They come up short. Uh, but the word of God never fails us. And so the thing that really seems to uh, pull so many people down is simply what is in verse 1 there of that 12th chapter of Hebrews. It is the weight and it is the sin. The things of life that we allow to just pile on and we continue to try to go on and carry those things. We continue to allow those things. And I'm just trying to pull up another scripture that just came to my mind here. But we, we look at uh, life as nothing more than a, just a list of tasks that we have to accomplish each day. Life is no more than uh, just, you know, work to be done, uh, wages to be made, and that's it from sun up to sundown. And um, whenever we look at life as just a list of things to be completed, where is the joy in that? Where is the uh, peace in that? Where is the uh, uh, witness to who God is in our lives? And whenever life becomes nothing um, nothing more than just, you know, a list of to-do things. Um, we can get distracted and we can become um, 
bogged down and weighted down. And the scripture that I was uh, that came to my mind was in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, where the Bible says, um, and let me see. This is um, the Bible says in seven fourteen of Chronicles that um, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And there's one more line right there that says, and turn from their wicked ways. If my people, which are called by my name. Now I know his name is Jesus. Uh, I always take that very personally. If my people, which are called by my name, if, the Jesus name people, which I know this is Old Testament, but uh, Jesus is God. But if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves down and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. um, You know, this is God's promise and God's warning that he gives in his word. He says that, when we do those things, it says, then, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This scripture is being applied to a different situation, but I totally and wholeheartedly believe that whenever we um, humble ourselves before God, when we pray to God, when we sincerely seek the face and the will of God in our lives and we turn from the sin that does so easily and persistently uh, hangs around heaven's going to come down and answer us wholehearted sincere time of repentance before God gets God's attention and right where you ask him God looks you may God in his in you know proverbially as we say it we stop god in his tracks because you're crying out and calling on him and he stops and he looks right where you are he looks down from heaven he looks through eternity he looks through all the things that you've been through and going through and god sees and god hears and god knows and yes god cares why because that's who he is And he wants us to live a life that's victorious. He doesn't want us to be weighted down. He doesn't want us to be bound by sin and be trapped by decisions of the past and things of life. He wants to set you free each and every day. What a wonderful uh, thought that it is knowing that he's right there every day. And whether you're a father, whether you are a mother, whether you are a husband, a wife, a, a, you know, a son, a daughter, uh, whether you're a grandparent, whoever you may be, God only wants you to live a life that is so much, uh, so much like what you know His Word says that it can be. And because of those things, we just have to keep on trusting in Him. We just have to keep on leaning on him. We just have to keep on allowing him to do what his word says in our lives. And because of those things, because of what his promises are, we should just continue to always trust in God, no matter what it is that we're facing.
And because of that, he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is always there and he is always on time. I mean, sometimes it may seem like that we get impatient waiting on God to answer our prayer. But if while we are patiently waiting on him, um, the Bible says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I I found this very uh, comforting in that scripture. But one thing I find even more comforting is this, that when you think of waiting on the Lord as not just sitting around twiddling your thumbs, worrying about God, are you going to answer my prayer? But when we wait upon the Lord, that we are actually just like, you know, when you go to a restaurant and they come to wait on you, they are serving you. They come to your table. They bring you, uh, you know, your napkin, your silverware. They bring you your water. They bring you uh bread to the table they bring an appetizer whatever it is they bring your main course and they bring the dessert and um you know we used to call them waiters and then uh, they changed that and started calling them servers but they are waiting upon you whenever i am serving god whenever i'm bringing god things i'm bringing this to the table lord i'm asking you to help me i'm i'm praying lord that you would work in this situation lord i'm bringing you know prayer to the table. I'm bringing praise to the table. I'm bringing uh, patience to the table. I'm bringing my fasting and my uh, time with you to the table, Lord, because while I am waiting, I am serving for you and serving you because you're going to bring that answer and you're going to answer my prayer and you're going to be there in the times that I need you. Now, when I go back to the beginning of, I think of what I started out this, this time with today on this podcast, you know, yes, we are five days away from or four days away from Christmas Eve, five days away from Christmas. And, you know, tomorrow's going to come and go. Wednesday's going to come and go. Uh, Thursday's going to be here before we know it. It's going to be Christmas Eve and uh christmas day all of a sudden and everything's going to be said and done all the presents will be wrapped all the presents will be unwrapped um and you know come some down on saturday and you go to bed on christmas night the best thing that i can see that's happening is that when the sun comes up it's going to be sunday and it's going to be time to go to church And it's going to be the day that we have been privileged and afforded to be in the house of God, to worship him and to, yes, lay aside the weight, to lay aside the sin, to go before him and ask him to help us in all the things that we are dealing with. And because of this, I see nothing but victory, hope, peace, and joy. And that is the greatest light at the end of any tunnel of darkness that you may be in. Uh, this past weekend, I, uh, you know, I focused on the, 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 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, John one and one. And then John 14 there, one and 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That word that was in the beginning was God. That word that became flesh was God. And that word that became flesh and that word that was God, the Bible said that was the light of this world. The light that we have through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Ghost that was poured out 
It is the greatest thing that's going to help you uh, maneuver life's obstacles. It's going to help you through life in your days and times of need and worry and sorrow. And yes, it doesn't matter how much you praise God. It doesn't matter how much you trust in God. There's still going to be things in life we have to deal with. That valley is going to always come sooner or later. But when we're in the valley, we have to remember that we've got that light and that light is Jesus. And the Bible said that the world could not comprehend that light. He came and they didn't know who he was. He came unto his own and his own did not even receive him. Uh, They turned their backs on him. They didn't believe who he was. Even those within his own family, his own brother did not believe. But you see, the Bible said, but as many as believed on him, gave he power to them. He gave them power to become the sons of God. What is that power? That power is the Holy Ghost. That power is the revelation and the knowledge that Jesus is Lord and Jesus is God. And being baptized in his name set you apart and put you in covenant with him. Uh, Too many walk in darkness today. Too many people sat in churches this past weekend sitting in darkness. Uh, One related to me recently that they were attending a church of a different faith and denomination. And the pastor got up and said, I do not believe in the miraculous, immaculate conception of Jesus, that it never took place. I don't understand how you can be uh, someone who proclaims to be a Christian, let alone uh, profess uh, to be a pastor and a minister of the word of God, yet you do not have the faith that Jesus came to this earth, God robed in flesh, in a manger, just like the word of God says and tells us. And if faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God, somebody out there is not hearing the word of God because their faith is not strong and their faith is skewed and their faith is muddled in the theology and the education of what man has brought to the table. What we need to do is throw man's education out of the ta- out of the window whenever it conflicts with the word of God. So, I don't know who that gentleman, you know, believes was in that manger that the shepherds came uh, to witness and the wise men came to worship and the angels sang and praised. I don't know who that man thinks it was unless it was just a fairy tale. But I know this. I believe it was God, just like God's word said it was. I believe it was the prophecy being fulfilled, just like the prophets wrote and gave in the Old Testament. I believe that it was the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and he is our soon coming king. I trust that you will take some time the remainder of this week and the remainder of this month to focus on what God is going to be for you and to you in the coming year and that you focus on what you're going to be for God. You know, when I say what God can be for you, he can be God of everything or he can be God of nothing at all. You just have to realize and make a place in your life for him to be Lord of everything. And when he is Lord of everything, then you're going to be able to lay aside every weight and you're going to be able to lay aside every sin that persistently and constantly threatens to pull you down because you've got power in the name of Jesus. I 
trust that you have a wonderful day, that you have a great week, and that as you celebrate Christmas, that you know that he is Emmanuel, God with us, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, that he is our Lord and our Savior. 